Welcome to Blogs on Tape. Today's post is How to Never Describe a Dungeon, written by Diogo Noguera, and originally published on his blog, Old Sculling, at oldsculling.blogspot.com.br. How to Never Describe a Dungeon I've heard it a thousand times. You probably heard it too. Some people, I don't know why, say that dungeons, especially large ones, are boring. The endless repetitions of rooms and corridors and having to choose to go left, right, north, or south depresses them. I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why. Because they don't really know how to run a dungeon in play. It seems easy, effortless. Just say what's in the room the players are in and where the passages going out of it go. But it's not. They get bored with the you get to an intersection and there's a door to the north and two passages, one going east and one going west, because that's a terrible way of describing a dungeon environment and gives nothing really useful to the players to choose from. You never describe a dungeon like that. There's a lot more going on than we can initially see. A good referee will take all the context of what the dungeon was, what it is now, who lived there, who lives there now, who or what passed through this passage, and use it to describe the dungeon, to make it alive and real. If the quarter in the east leads to a natural cavern covered with mushrooms and myconids, maybe when the players look down the passage they will see a dim fluorescent light that emanates from the weird moss that lives there, and feel a light cool breeze flowing from that direction. Some moss may be growing in the corridor also. If to the west there is a nest of giant spiders, that corridor will certainly have more cobwebs covering it than the other passages they have been through. Some of them are still vibrating, as if something alive is touching the web. The thing the people who think dungeons are boring and repetitive don't get is that dungeons can be surprising and exciting as anything else. If not more, since under the earth, away from the laws of nature and the blinding light of the sun, anything can exist. And it's the job of the referee to pass that information and feeling to the players. Exploring a dungeon is basically an exercise in choice. Every room, every corridor, every passage offers a choice. Do we go in? Do we go north, south, east, west? And being a choice, it only makes sense if it's not a random choice. Players need some information to make that choice, otherwise they can simply roll a dice, or the referee can choose for them. Thus, the referee must provide some clues, some signs. They need to present each choice within a context that can be used by the players to extrapolate what the choice might lead to. The referee doesn't have to make it clear and say that this passage leads to mushroom men and that to giant spiders, but the elements the referee presents must have a connection to the result. Reaching the right result is totally up to the players. That's where the player's skill comes in too. So there you have it. Never describe a dungeon in a cold and simplistic way as a room with northwest-east passages. Think about what's through those passages. What went through those rooms? Think about what signs would be left behind. What clues are left behind so the players can try to make better choices for themselves? Give at least one element to inform their choice. If you can, give them three clues for each option. Think about their senses. What can they smell? What can they feel? Do they see anything? Do they hear any noises? Does a bad taste suddenly appear in their mouth because of the smell they just felt? That was How to Never Describe a Dungeon, read by Marevin B. 
Blogs on Tape is a project that works with authors to produce audio recordings of the best works in the OSR, hopefully making them more accessible to everyone. Thanks for listening.